TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 498, and I am Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hey, this is Peter. I write for Why So Blue, and I live in Hollywood. Hi, this is Yusun, a costume designer and TV enthusiast coming from Los Angeles. All righty, let's start off with the news. We have that Nash Bridges is apparently doing a revival because everybody, everybody. I know wanted that. They're going uh, to revive everything ever made. Don Johnson just got on the tubes and said that they're actually going into production right now. So, okay. yay. That's more of a question. Uh, <laughs> Mythic Quest is about to debut a post-pandemic bonus episode ahead of the season two premiere. So I I love their actual pandemic episode where they're all on their cell phones. That was fantastic. So I'm curious to see what their post-pandemic episode is. Should uh, I be watching it? Yes. Yes, you should. Yeah, I love this. It's I love pretty this. funny. Why don't we cover right. it on the show then? We did Why cover it on the show. I don't remember that. I don't, I, I don't even remember hearing about Mythic Quest. We totally <laughs> covered it on the show. Oh, my God. I, we covered it. But it, it might have been a show that I was not present yes, for, you, so I did not. I was not even aware of it. Okay. So I should watch it? Here, I should watch it? Yes. It's on Apple Plus. It's hilarious. And then after you finish it, the actual best episode is they do a bonus pandemic episode, and it's amazing. I was like, because everybody was doing their pandemic episode, and by far, Mythic Quest does the best one of all of them. Oh, I remember you guys talking about the actual pandemic episode now. That's right. Did, is, did Plex Fairy bring it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, Got so it. we can uh, watch it there. All right. Uh, next piece of news I have is that Karen Robinson from Schitt's Creek will have a reoccurring role on Million Little Things. I don't mm. know if uh, you obviously know who that is, and I do not. But I figured. Schitt's I... Creek. It, for, for those who haven't seen Schitt's Creek, you really need the to rectify that because it's the it starts out a little slow, but it's amazing. Yeah, and all, the, could... and all the actors are fantastic. Not bad. Eh, anyway, I tried. I tried to watch the show three times, and I've been unsuccessful. Did you put? Did you push through to the first season? Because if you if you don't like it by the first season, you should absolutely bail. But it really took me a while to warm up. It really, yeah, it, did. and well, then it became one of my favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. I did. I never. I, I, I made it like six or seven episodes in, and then I never make it past that. But anyway, uh, the real Magic Mike is now a competition series on HBO Max that will be produced and hosted by Chatting Tatum. And I was like, I know this is technically a reality show, but I figured I'd need to do my public service and let everybody know that this is now a thing. (laughs) (laughs) The public service announcement. There's a show called The Real Magic Mike. All right. Uh, Younger is doing a spinoff that will star Hilary Duff. Will be called Older? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what are they? Where are they going to go with that? I mean, All I know is it's supposed to be the female version of the male-led younger. 
Younger was is, is a male driven show, and this one's supposed to be. No, I thought Younger was the was a female driven show. I I read a lot of articles about the actress. Oh, I don't know, but that's what they said in the article. I I've seen that. I've I've not seen the show, so I could be wrong. I watched like one episode a long time ago. But anyway, whatever. I don't watch the show, so who cares? Here's the next, next. thing. Benedict Cumberbatch is going to star in a limited series for Netflix called Thirty Nine Steps. Oh. And, and obviously, Allison knows who that is. It's it's a well, it's, it's, it's a very famous. I know who Cumberbatch is. Yes, yes. Thirty Nine Steps is a World War One thriller spy thing, and it yeah. will be a limited yeah. series. Uh, so Netflix is doing that. Uh, next, the last piece of news I have is Nikolai Costawaldo will star in a series called The Second Home that is being produced by Sony TriStar TV. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I, I don't know. Is that, Does that mean that they haven't picked a network? Like, they're producing it, but they haven't figured out where it's going to air? Like, that was a little confusing. Yeah, it doesn't sound like somebody's yeah, bought it sounds... yet. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a home yet. Yeah, so... Uh, and they had a really good picture King of Nikolai. Slayer. Say again, Yusin? I say? said Kingslayer. I want to see Kingslayer. Uh, yes, and I said, and and uh, they used a really nice picture, so Ooh. I was momentarily distracted from my news. <laughs> All right, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about the Equalizer, and I'm liking now that we've gotten a little further into the season. It feels like they they're starting to get their groove a little bit. So, Give it I mean, six. I've been saying it for my, our entire lives. Give it six. Well, see, I still think last week's episode was a little better, but this yeah. one was still pretty good. I still enjoyed it. I still didn't have too much of an issue with the home life stuff, but I did. Uh, I actually, I actually enjoyed the home life stuff, to be honest, because this yeah. is the one where uh, Queen Latifah is basically judging her daughter's friends based on her record and she's like nope you don't know anything about her and you know how the records go and blah 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 and i was like oh all these points are valid and though i did know as soon as the daughter was like let's get her your necklace back i was like you guys are going to jail for breaking and entering like i saw that coming um and i knew that it was going to fall harder on the girl who actually had a record than the daughter who didn't but i like how they did it and i actually like the main case with um the cop like, you know, kind of them working together on the case. I like that they, they've stopped making them enemies, that they're 100% like allies now. Yeah, that was annoying. I mean, I get I get it, but I was like, I hope this doesn't last the whole season. And it didn't. You know? It didn't. I like no. that it didn't. Well, uh, you said your thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm going to shoot off of the like, you, you, you were like, I knew that they were going to get, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's what I'll say about the show, and I will get very specific. Um, I... You know, I agree with you. I thought five was better than six, but it goes to my, you know, my my thing about, you know, by six, I'm either committed or not committed to a show. So it usually starts to get better by four or five at the latest, and by six, I make a decision. So that is exactly what happened. Um, five definitely was, I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch six. You know what I mean? And six was good enough, even though it wasn't as good as five, where I was like, all right, I'm back. You know, I, I did watch, you know, obviously through four, but I, I kind of bailed and not aggressively, not like this show is terrible. I just was like, meh, you know, but you told me it gets better.
better and I put some faith in it um, in you in your statement. Uh, but here's what I will say. The show is very predictable. Now, yeah. that's not terrible. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not. I mean, nobody wants a predictable show, but in a show like this, it isn't such a albatross around its neck. Um, I'm not really expecting the show to bring me too much new. So, you know, it goes back to like charisma of the characters, uh, the relationships between the characters, you know, that kind of a stuff, making me start to care about the characters, which it's doing all of those things. You know, I know we're talking about this newer episode, but I just want to say this one thing because it goes to character, you know, charisma. I don't know anybody else who in a show like this could get away with calling someone bish. You know what I mean? And like when Queen Latifah called uh, very casually and very like, you know, just part of the character called her, you know, CIA, whatever operative dude, I laughed because I thought, yeah, that works, you know? And so I feel like the show has an original voice, even though the plot and all of that other stuff isn't particularly original. Um, I guess everything that came out, as I think anyone did, I, that's not a point of pride. Um, the last thing I will say though is, you know, it got heavy. I don't mean that again as a criticism, it's a compliment. What they talked about in terms of sexual harassment, I mean, the girl tried to commit suicide. That is not a light topic, you know what I mean? So having a show that dealt with, you know, very real issue, um, topical as well. They didn't shy away from how damaging it can be. Uh, last thing I will say is, you know, again, the supporting characters, we complained about Resident Alien because we really didn't like the satellite characters. We didn't, you know, think their stories were good. Um, I, I'm really liking the little, little bit of light that they're showing on her, you know, her sidekicks. Um, and their relationship was really sweet. The two things, and this is it. One is the, the creepiness <laughs> and everything. The quippiness and everything is getting better. You know, it's more natural and it's pretty funny, uh, especially with the last week with the with the guy, the main character, the bad guy or the good guy, whatever. Um, so in that moment when the the, the two, the pair, uh, are saying that stuff, and then, you know, she clearly, we, the show is supposed to tell us that she was, a, you know, a survivor of an, a, you know, attack or assault. Um, and he, at the end, very end, he was like, she, he was like, because she wanted to know about it, Queen Latifah's character, and he was like, yeah, we mess with his credit every once in a while, you know what I mean, and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, I thought that was just very sweet and yet still funny. You know, so it didn't, it wasn't a downer. So I'm definitely back on the train. Is it the best show ever? No. Um, but it, does it have room to grow even more? Sure. And I believe it could. But for now, it's good enough to watch for me. Allison? Um, very much the same. I the, the, I don't have too much to add. It's, you know, if, if you like the characters, it's worthwhile watching because, you know, if you like uh, Queen Latifah, um, she's, she's, really fun to watch in it and her sidekicks are great um i'm you know i still find her family to be extraneous but whatever i this this episode was not as strong as last week's episode yeah. and it was it was so predictable that literally the second the bad guy walked on screen i went he's the villain um, I mean, and I think he, he said, all he said was hi at the time. And, and literally it was like, he's the guy. Um, so I, I mean, there, there was nothing about this that, that, that was surprising whatsoever. And, and their handling even of a big and important issue was mostly really kind of, you know, cartoon piano over the head kind of thing. Uh, the, the only subtle bit that I liked was when they intimated that her, her, her friend and her, her, uh, her sidekick 
um, had been a victim of this too. And they only did that visually by having her get just a little bit emotional in her voice and then having she and her husband hold hands, you right. know, um, so, you know, in support. So it was without going into this whole long explanation. So I thought that was nice. That, that was good. We didn't need to get hit over the head with that. Um, and, and I think also like Houston, I love the, the, the explanation at the end of, you know, well, what's, what's your attacker doing now? I have no idea. And then she, you know, confides in him and and he tells her well yeah every once in a while he gets his identity stolen <laughs> just <laughs> um so that that was like a cute little form of revenge that they got on this guy so that that was nice but um it's it's uneven still i'm hoping they find their footing i think last week gave me hope that that there is a a chance that they'll find a footing there this week was a little less so, but still not unwatchable. All right. Well, let's move on. Next up, uh, we're going to talk about Invincible. And this was, I think, episode four. And, man, the dad is so evil. Oh. He's just... And it's like he keeps forgetting that he's not supposed to be evil. Like, it's like whatever he was doing before to, like, hide that in his personality, all of that's gone. And he has to, like, consciously remind himself to, like, censor himself, and he doesn't do it all the time. So his arguments with his wife are just crazy now. He's like, eh, it's below you to help those people. You have to think bigger picture. Who cares about them? And, you know, and I was like, what? And his, his wife was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, uh, what did I say? <laughs> So, uh, and obviously, uh, the kid that I'm blanking on his name is sucking at living the double life of a superhero. He, he does not have it down at all. I mean, Buffy did better than this guy. Uh, so what did you, what did you think, Allison? Go ahead. Um, I like this episode. I agree that, you know, his dad is more and more starting to lose his control, uh, right. his filter, really. Right. Um, I th the thing is, he's he's not a good guy, and he never came to Earth as a good guy. He he took that role when he fell in love with his wife, with the woman he married. Right. And and she's been sort of his his moral grounding, his moral center, for a long time now. But you know, now that his son has developed powers, I think his original uh, reason for coming to Earth has become more urgent in his mind. It's like, okay, now we stop pretending and now we just conquer the planet. Right. And 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 all of this training with his son is to get him up to speed so they can do this. Right. So I, I think, you know, and and what really got me, you know, there there were things in this in this episode that didn't make logical sense. Um right. as far as as far as well, you know, the 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 um bank robber enlisting Invincible's help to take down his ball oh, machine head, and, right? And it's like if you wanted to take down this guy, and it's it's made clear at the very end that he's already in cahoots with his his chief minion. All he had to, he was standing right there. All he had to do is punch his head off. Yeah, I mean, I it, thought that too at the beginning when he was like, "You're still in, you're still in." And I think what they're trying to let us know is he's not a killer. He doesn't have it in him to kill anyone. I think that's what they're trying to say. Well, except a lot of people died, 
or came close to dying. Certainly a lot of minions died. And, and I was surprised that, that none of the, uh, the, the heroes did, although they came close. Two of them looked like they actually did. The thing that I thought was, was brutal and the, that was, um, I think, the greatest show of the dad's character was that he was watching all of this going on from above and he was the one who called in anonymously for the team to come in to try to save his son. And that's all he did. He didn't swoop in to save him himself. He, and he, he didn't do anything to interfere beyond, you know, making sure he didn't actually get killed. And I think the reason for that was because his son went against his wishes. And right. this was like punishment. He was teaching him a lesson. Right. Um, and it's, it was a brutal lesson. It was a lesson that almost got him killed. Um, and he, but that's, that's how hardcore this he is and how authoritarian he is. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, we've seen he's genuinely terrifying, but he's even a threat to his own family. And I, I, thought I was that actually was wondering when he was going to decide that his wife was going to be expendable. Like it that feels like, yeah, I feel like he's thinking about it, <laughs> you know, like if, he, if she genuinely figures out what he's doing and she stops believing him, I think mm-hmm. she's and dead. she's on her way. She, I mean, right. she went looking for the suit and everything. She, first of all, she found the notes that, that the demon. Right, 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 right. And then she tore the place. She deliberately sent him on a, on a ridiculous errand to, to get groceries around the world. Um, so she would have the time to tear the place apart and look for his suit. And, and she does find it by the, by the end. So yeah, she's, she is yes close to, to figuring out exactly what went on. All and right. at that point it's, it's up in the air what yeah, he's going to do. It's not going to be good. Uh, anyone else before we move on? All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and it is her 30th birthday party. Yay! Or no. Like, this was the the happiest, least happy birthday party I've ever seen, <laughs> where she is, she is alternating between being super giddy happy and crying. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. I was like, this is a good thing? Like, what are we doing? Um... So, I mean, overall, I really enjoyed the dance number at the office that they did. It just made me smile like an idiot. Um, that was fun. Yeah, it was so it much really was. fun. And then the, but then the kiss me thing was sort of sweet, except not because you think that um, Simon is with the other girl that he brought. I was like, dude, all you had to do is be like, I'm not with, like, why would he show up with another woman and not like, Introduce her. Because drum. Yes, and she's thank you. A break. They're on. Yeah, just drums. And she, he, she's. I mean, that's just what. Well, it, she's not, not on a. Off. She's not on a break with Simon. She's never been with yeah, Simon. Yes, she is. Yes, no, she is. she's no, on a break with break. Max. Her and no, Max but, are on but a break. I think, no, but I think they both agree because they're now both friends with her and they're friends with each other that there was not going to be necessarily like a super aggressive, like, let's fight for her kind of a thing. I, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, not, but, they, but, but it, they, they agreed not to fight over her, but there was no agreement of a break anything. Her, her agreement with Max was because her and Max were together and they agreed to not be together anymore. That was I, their I, whole I drama. Feel like, I don't feel like he, he has to tell her, show up and be like, hi, this is my friend only person <laughs> I invited to the party. Like, how do you slip that in? You know what I mean? 
Or he could have given, or he could have given her a heads up before he showed up and been like, "Hey, I'm bringing a friend." Even though I, you know, even though I, I'm the one that says like, "Well, you know, plot drama." I, but I just in real life, I don't believe that he has to give her a heads up. He's bringing a plus one. I don't know. I just didn't seem that weird to me. Or again, obviously part of the plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also he would have seen the look on her face too when she he entered. Like she's all like. Not happy you, about it. I mean, are you sure about that? He's a dude. Come on. They don't always know. You know what I mean? Simon like, I is get, very I in tune with her. I feel like Simon, is, as the show we've seen on the show, he's been pretty in tune. So, yeah. I, but, well, but like no, I, said, I mean, he's, you know, his plus one that he brought clearly had better, had, 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 you know, different ideas than Simon did because sure. she's. She was the one singing to him while he was just getting himself, you know, like hors d'oeuvres. Remember, that's her heart song because she had a hinge date. She had a bump, whatever, a bumble hinge, something. I don't know. She had that planned unless unless she was typing it in while she. No, she yes, no, she she was typing it as she was leaving the party. She says that she was like, ah, this didn't work out. I guess I'll do the bumble date thing. So yeah, that was an afterthought. But anyway, I was. Oh, we have to talk about creeper creeper Australian boy and his song. It was totally creepy, and having her brother sing it with him—come on! Her brother's face when he realized what the song was about was absolutely. We are just like not on the same page with the romance stuff. He was just having an innocent crush on his older. That song was not innocent. Not for her birth. Not for her birthday in front of her family. It was was not. Ridiculously awkward and dorky. That's what no, I mean. I don't mean he was no. like appropriate. No. I thought he they played it for humor, like really. Oh, they did. They did play it for humor, absolutely. Yeah. But it was not an appropriate song for her brother to be yeah, singing to his sister. It would only be funny if all those things were true, which they were, that it was totally inappropriate that the brother helped her sing the song. I mean, that's all what made it funny. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think we're Well, we're not saying it wasn't funny. The thing is that the part of what made it funny is that it was inappropriate. That's what was, I just was, said. Yeah, but it was that's also, what that's what made it a little creepy. And I yeah, still, I stand I, by I, that. Agree to disagree. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I, I just thought it was, like... I would like to say this, because now I think is the perfect time. I like Zoe well enough. I mean, obviously, she's a lead. She has to be likable. But I'm starting to like her less and less with this whole, you know, threesome that isn't a threesome. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the the scene where, oh, my God, I almost threw something at the screen. She's being so unfair to her best friend. You know oh, what I mean? the back, yeah, yeah. And she, yeah. she, but she admits that. She totally no, admits no, she it. She doesn't. She literally, I rewatched it. I really did because, like, while I was watching it live, I thought, did she just say that? I was so mad at her. She literally says at the kitchen island, she goes, it's not about how you feel. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. There's two of you. It was totally one-sided. She ambushed him. She She did, but she, I'm not saying, in that conversation, she doesn't apologize. She apologizes later, I'm saying. Yeah, later, but that's my point. She, but I don't care. He doesn't know there's a later. I'm watching the show in real time with Max. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm saying she realizes she was wrong. That's all I'm saying. But I am telling you what my initial reaction was live with Max. We were, I I was team Max and and I really, really had a problem with her. Not team Max. And, And I thought, no, no, no. I mean Team Max between her and Max. I'm Team Simon between Max and Max. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my alliance 
characters change depending upon who's in the war, okay? But in that battle, between Max and Zoe, I'm all Max. And I just, I really want to finish this because it's a real problem because it's a huge part of the show, right? And I don't think she's being fair to either one of them. I mean, I do want her to end up with one of them or else why am I watching the show, you know? But, and I do want her, I, I do like her better with Simon. However, uh, it really was distasteful. And, and, and Max said everything I said. So that's what I said. We were experiencing it together in real time, Max and I. So he was ambushed. She used private information if i were her honestly if i were gonna have that conversation i would have left out the part that was like oh yeah i heard your heart song he already has a problem with that that's part of the reason why they're on a break i would have just said if i were her like well i just got this feeling you know i got this energy from youtube blah 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 blah. whatever it would have been completely permissible so he gets upset because that's the thing that put us them on pause anyway when he tells her she's upset she literally goes well it's not about your feelings those were her like verbatim words you know i'm not i'm then, not yeah that's fine I don't want to I don't want to get into all of that like I will move on. I will move on. Okay. So, and I don't have much more to say except that for me, uh, the show came back yet last week with, with from a from a uh, you know long hiatus or whatever. So for me, it's a little bit like Shakespeare. I have to like watch it for about twenty minutes to be like, oh right, I, this is what this is. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I have to understand the language of dance. You know what I mean for the show because there's a lot of you know dancing and right, stuff. Right, right. So, you know what I mean? So I'm always like, oh, a little shocked. So I've said enough, but I will say this. Um, the show is still very likable for me, you know, but she really, and it seems like they're doing it. She's choosing, you know, now, finally. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't love this episode. I, I mean, I, and I think I'm too hung up on the relationship thing, but I still love the show. I think it's adorable. Allison, your thoughts before we move on? Yeah, the, well, similar, you know, I mean, I think the, the, the problem with the show is that they've hinged it on this this little, you know, Triangle. Love triangle thing, which isn't fair to anybody. And, and you know, Zoe, we can sort of excuse her because we know she's been through a lot emotionally with her father's death. So she's messed up in that way and she's causing problems where they, they you know, shouldn't be. But, you know, it's it's like she can't she can't make up her mind. She, you know, she breaks up with her boyfriend. She breaks up with Max. And then and at the same time, she wants to stay with Max. It's like, yes, um, we're, we're not with each other, but I don't want you seeing anyone else. Right. Like, That's you ridiculous. Can't yeah. Do yeah, that. I know. But we um, let, go ahead. Yeah. So it's 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 like, you know, at some point they're going to have to ha have her grow up a little bit and resolve that. I think that's um, the I think that's the aim of the show. I, I think that's where they're going. Yeah, I, I do, too. It's just sooner rather than later would be better. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to move on because we, we're out. Of, we're running out of time. We got more shows. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Mighty Ducks. And this is episode three, I want to say. And it is this one. I was correct, I believe, last week. I'd like to point out because somebody was like, when do you think uh, Sheen is going to start helping her coach the team? And I was like, next episode. And that's exactly Estevez, what happened. By the way, what did you say? I said Estevez, by the way. He, he's not a. He, oh, that's not... true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You are Emilio Estevez. I'm only, I'm only making it a point because we're all like, oh my God, he's like the younger, you know, the younger. Yeah, shadow. I know, right? That's I why know. I messed that up. I apologize. Right. But no, um, anyway, so he basically is watching these idiots fall over themselves on the ice, and he actually comes up with a game plan based on their clumsiness. Um, 
And the only thing I found slightly unbelievable that he could, other than he could come up with a plan, was that Lauren Graham could look at this graph on the paper and instantly understand how the play worked. That I also am like, really? She has that kind of, like, I don't, I absolutely understand that he could write it because he's been coaching forever, but I was like, Lauren Graham can read it and then translate it? Really? Okay, sure. But uh, I did like the sweetness of the episode. I like that the girl really doesn't want to be part of the Ducks because they're pretty terrible people. But then she's got the problem of of her parents are going to let her. So that's the part that sucks. But I, yeah, I'm sure she's going to do something like sneak out and go to the wrong practice. Except that her parents are those parents that show up at her practice. So I'm not quite sure how she's going to pull that off. Um... But yeah, it was fun. I like and I like the fact that they celebrated their one goal. They were like, "Yay!" So yeah, it's fun show. It's super cute. The, ho- the whole show is cute. You know what I mean? It's I mean, it's beyond lightweight. Um, I watch it because I'm a huge fan of Lauren Graham, and you know, I mean, she's playing a version of herself. So I mean, slash, you know, Rory's mom. You know what I mean? Like that's true. You know, she's, she's closer. So she's closer to Lorelai than she's ever been in any other role. Ever, exactly. So, I mean, she's just this winsome, like, try-so-hard single mom who, like, is mostly hard, less brain, you know what I mean? She's a bit fumbly, all all of it. Nobody, if you've watched the show, you know, Gilmore Girls, who I'm, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, so I watched for her. Um, Emilio Estevez has never been the best actor, but this show doesn't require him to be that good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's be honest, you know? He's a grumpy, you know, uh, mullet. monosyllabic you know uh you know disgruntled whatever you know so um i think i watched the first possibly the second movie they blend all together um it's so inoffensive and um i would say oh it's just for kids but you know it's you know if you like lauren graham i think you can watch the show i mean i don't think there's going to be anything but tropes and uh but you know they pull it off it's heartwarming there's nothing that's like super eyeball rolling um you know and if you want to classify it as a mystery uh, and intrigue, how she's going to get to those practices and switch teams, you know, with her parents <laughs> not knowing. Like, okay, sure. Like, I mean, I guess I'm holding my breath to see how she does that. So whatever. It's, it's a light show. Yeah. Do you think the goal of the first season of the show is going to be for them to actually just win one game? Normally yeah. it's... Normally, yeah. it's to win the whole season. Yeah, course. that's yeah, not happening. Right. Yeah, there's no, no way. way. That would be ridiculous. Half of them no can't way. even skate. So, no. yes, the, the objective is going to be they, they're going to win one game. Yay! Can, uh, yes. Also, I would like to say in defense of Emilio Estevez, while, while I agree he's no Martin Sheen, um, although he looks more like Martin Sheen now, um, uh, I definitely like Emilio Estevez, or I've liked more of the stuff that Emilio Estevez has been in than Charlie Sheen. Like well, that dude's a douchebag. We all know that. Sons, I, I prefer Emilio Estevez, so there's yeah. that. Yeah. But I thought it was, I agree. I thought it was a cute episode. I liked the girl finally, like, deciding to leave the Ducks. My only thing I was wondering was, do you guys think she's the only person who's going to leave the Ducks, or do you think more will, event- more will eventually see that – was it the Don't Bothers? Is that yeah, they call it the Don't Bothers. That's the worst oh, team name ever. Of, of the Ducks realize that, you know, being on the Don't Bothers is more fun and less pressure. Or right. do you think she's the only one that's actually... I think she's the only one because they basically yeah. depicted the rest of the team as being a bunch of villains. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's true. They're pretty like that one kid at the restaurant was pretty right. terrible. Right. So yeah, but I agree with everything you've been saying. Like I, I put it on on the weekend, and it's it's a it's fun enough. Like it's light. I don't love it or hate it, but yes, it goes by a lot because I mean honestly, I also only put it on because I've never seen, I've never seen the movies. It was really just because of Lorelai. So yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about legacies. And if you've seen Gremlins, you've seen this episode. Because uh, I was like, as soon as they revealed the the monster, and I was like, oh, we're doing Gremlins. <laughs> like, it just, it was all pink and fluffy and cute. And they're like, oh, it's so cute. And I was like, uh, it's not that cute. Um... I literally looked at the screen and said, don't feed it after midnight. That's what I said. I said the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I wonder if the younger generation knows, though. I mean, I'm not saying it's a compliment or anything, but I'm just curious. Like, they don't even re- know how to read clocks, like, for reals, with hands. You so, know what I mean? So you're like, they don't what? know what midnight is? Yeah, but it gets, it gets no, repeats. No, I mean, gremlins. and repeats, though. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's fairly widely available that they get to see it streaming I, yeah. in places. No, but seriously, I have I have spoken to people and they you would be so surprised at cultural references and famous people. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you they cannot read the clock if it has hands. But anyway, no, I meant the like, don't feed it after midnight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I it was all, bo- you know, you know, boring and wrote for us. But I just I'm curious. I wonder if, you know, the the youngins were kind of like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just. But what did you whatever. think of the episodes? Forget the youngins. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Allison, go, because, you know, I'd like to hear what you have to say. I thought... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I don't want to start, because, you know, I just, you know, I want... Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, like I said, you know, it was, it was obvious from the, from the start what they were going to do, but I think that was the point. I mean, they even verbally referenced, you know... Yeah. lines from gremlins I, I think it was our our least favorite character who said don't feed it after midnight or don't get it wet or you know something like that so um yeah there was there, there was that but uh, you know it was it was just kind of a filler episode it was fun well it, i think the um, point was also to bridge the gap between the conflict that got created last week's episode between hope and everybody else Everybody yeah. pretty much hated Hope at the end of the last week's episode, including the audience, for the most part. Sure. And mm-hmm. so this episode is supposed to be like, these are all her excuses. Don't you like her now? And my answer is no. <laughs> but it uh, it was supposed to at least get the two, basically, uh, Hope and uh, Lizzie. Lizzie back on the same team. However, I actually think that transferring MG over to the other high school has finally made the other high school halfway interesting. Because before, it was yes. super boring. Yeah. I did not care about that excellent, school at all. Excellent point. Yeah, yeah, excellent point. And I think they knew that. I mean, clearly, they don't write one episode at a time. So, I mean, I think they, they knew that, you know, he was going to eventually get over there. But, yes, that is exactly what I thought. And I was like, oh, okay, they're just going to split it now between the two high schools, and maybe it'll be interesting. Also, because they explored the whole, like, MG getting a friend and, you know, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Name. Um, Ethan? Uh, is it Ethan? He's the son of the sheriff. Yeah, Ethan is just the friend, the football guy. No, 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 no. His friend at uh, at uh, oh, his best Caleb. friend. Oh, Caleb. 
Caleb, the one that has a great singing voice. So Caleb, um, so I thought that that was kind of sweet because that's very teenage you know, whether it's between boys or girls, you know, kind of losing your best friend and, you know, your friend moving away to school or, you know, even if it's across town, that happened to me. And, uh, you know, and, I mean, with my teenage friends that you that occurred. Um, I just will, I'm only going to jump in and just say that I said this the other day. Um, the show has gotten to me like really leaning, leaning into the humor, which is not a problem, you know? Uh, it just, to me, it seemed, yes, this was a particularly light episode with a particularly light, you know, uh, villain or whatever. But even so, um, you know, there's a lot more rapid fire quippiness and a lot of dialogue. I actually had to rewind a few times and be like, wait, what was that? Because I, I was like, well, I missed the joke. Um, it, it's starting to remind me more of Legends, you know, where- uh, That's not I a good thing. About, no, no, oh, no, I'm not saying it's a, well, you didn't like it, but what I'm saying is it shifted for me as to kind of why I'm watching it. It's gotten even a little bit lighter, um, you know, maybe, you know, that lurking villain that they have in the trees and in the shadows, whatever, maybe, you know, he's going to come. The one thing I hated, though, am I wrong? But wasn't Malivore's son featured in the, like, you know, in, in, the, in the flashback I, at the beginning? Yeah. Right? And I thought, oh, dear God, please do not bring him back. You know what I mean? So... I said the same thing. <laughs> I was actually I was actually texting my friends who work on the show and I was like, please tell me he's not back. And they're like, oh, you don't like him? And I was like, no. No. And, uh, who does? Apparently, no, so the, that the, was... the showrunners, those guys like him. Yeah, well, they, no. they, they, they spent about five minutes before he died trying to reform him, but it wasn't enough. It was no. way too little too late. And at that point, it was like, oh, no, please. Just, just, we're done. Yeah, agreed. Allison, go ahead. Your thoughts? Um, well, I it pretty much said, you know, what I was, was going to say. It's, it, you know, it was a fluffy episode. It was fun. It was nice. It accomplished what it what, what it set out to do, and um, you know, that was that was pretty much it. It okay. Well, it wasn't one of those super consequential episodes. No, I agree. Let's move on. Uh, next up, let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead. And wait, wait, spoiler, spoiler warning. This is a spoiler warning. We're talking about the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead on this podcast. And it's technically premiering the night that this podcast goes up. But we saw it early at AMC Plus. So I'm giving you a spoiler warning. All right, Peter, go. What were you going to say? Um... Well, I was just making a joke saying it's the last episode I'm going to watch of Fear the Walking Dead. I I, um, <laughs> I, I laugh, yeah, but I might be with you on that. I mean, yeah. I think if I'm right, is Allison the only one in our group who's watched all of it? Or, Olivia, have you two I watched, watched all I've of it? I've watched all of Fear. Because I, I watched part of the... No, I think I did watch the first season. And I was like, yeah, I just don't care about this family and, and everything. And so I just didn't watch it. And then later... Libya or Allison or somebody was like, oh, they kind of they kind of restarted with a new cast and it's pretty good. So I was like, all right, I'll jump back in. And I've liked the last couple seasons of Fear. Arguably, I've liked the last couple seasons of Fear more than the actual Walking Dead. Like, um, I like the characters and I like the situation and stuff. And I didn't even know the show had come back, although I should have known because the Walking Dead, the season ended. So I should have known it was coming back. So it was a pleasant surprise for me when I saw it pop up on, on my on my app. I was like, "Oh, new Fear of the Walking Dead," and I was, um, yeah, I was pretty frustrated. Uh, it's essentially <laughs> an episode where um, Dory 
Dory basically kind of has a lot of heart to hearts with. I am sorry, but it's basically is it is Virginia the villain? Is that her? Yeah, Virginia? yeah, yeah. And then her sister. So Virginia has a daughter. No, that's not her daughter. That's so her sister. Her sister. I'm sorry. So I, no, you're right. So Virginia has a younger sister, and part of the the last season was has always been that like she wants her sister back, uh, but Morgan and what we see as you know the good guys are trying to help the sister get away from her tyrannical, you know, uh, boss character, you know, Virginia. But the surprise is that the younger sister is kind of just basically a mini-me because she murdered somebody not really for a good reason. And Dory, one of our beloved characters, tries to talk her down to be like, look, that's not the reason to kill somebody. And she ends up shooting Dory. And uh, for a moment, it looks like maybe Dory's going to be okay because he, like, falls off a bridge. And we're like, oh, maybe he's going to be all right. And not only is he, like, a walker at the end, but he, uh, June, his, you know, Junebug is his the one wife. who's yes. him and everything. And it's just mm-hmm. like, like, I I am not a, look, I know The Walking Dead kills care. Like, that's part of that show. That show is like, yeah, people die. It's just, I don't know. They it's took like, a lot of perverse pleasure in doing this one. Yes. Yeah, it was yes. frustrating. And, and and then the last thing I'll say was that, of course, then Morgan finds out. And previous in the episode, more I think it's either Morgan or Dory. One of, oh, no. I, I think basically part of the episode is that Dory is thinking he might just kill himself. He's just like, I'm done with this. You need, I'm, I'm going to help you, but I'm, I'm done with this life, you know, and everything. And I feel like Morgan says... He basically says, look, you're like my best friend. You know, you're like one of the best people in my life and everything. So when Morgan finds out that this girl just killed, like, his best friend, I was very much like, all right, this girl needs to go. Like, you need to end her. <laughs> except and that it's... Ex- before on The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead has killed children. So I know, ex- but here's the thing is we know... But right. we know that the sister has half of Morgan's people, Correct. including pregnant Grace, hostage. And if he kills that girl... The sister's going to kill them. So he can't just kill her. I know, I know. But I just, it was just, a, it's just so frustrating all around. And I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, <laughs> like, I, I, I just, it just felt really cheap to me. And also, I just, I just don't. I don't I'd also like, like to just... point out the repetition, which is Nick got killed by a little girl like two seasons ago in a somewhat similar manner. But you said we like that girl now because I missed that. Yes, yes. So are you saying we're going to like her now? No, but the the thing is the reason that that little girl did it was different. And she felt a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of – she redeems herself. She was not a bad person. I feel like this girl has no sense of morality. and she's a psychopath. Yeah, I think she's a psychopath. So I don't see her coming back. That's the difference. But I really feel like, I was like, didn't we already do this? Like, what are we doing? So that's the other, you get, you get minus points for that as well. And they went through the whole process of showing that Dory wants to kill himself. And then finally he gets to, everybody's talking to him. And he finally gets to the point with, you know what? I want to live. And then they kill him. Like, come on, guys. It was, it was such a mess. Everything about this show pissed me off so much i was like i I was like wandering around angry i wanted to throw something at the tv i I was just you know it's first of all 
it, it made me angry on several levels. Number one, if you're going to kill, we know this is The Walking Dead, and everybody is supposed to be, you know, on in the shopping block, right? Yeah, you know, it's the yeah, anyone, anyone could die. But from a dramatic perspective, there's certain characters that you want to preserve simply because they're the interesting ones, and. There, you know, if you're going to kill off a character, I can think of five right off the top of my head who would have been perfectly okay to to off. You would have felt a little bad about it, but then you would have just gone, "Eh, it's the walk, it's the Walking Dead, move on," and and it would have been fine. To kill John Dory, who is a linchpin character on this show, who had plenty of story potential to go, um, it was the stupidest thing i mean the dumbest death since carl and the the way in which they did it which was was to just you know play with the audience to to just you know i mean you could you could see them like like snickering into their sleeves as they're they're filming this Mm -hmm. making you think the entire episode is built around john dory is suicidal he wants to end it all and everything is working toward giving him a reason to live again. And just as they do that, they kill him. I mean, it was it was nonsense. It was, you know, I mean, and from the time he's shot, you know it's a fatal wound because it's he's shot in the heart. Um, um, there's no way he's going to survive that. When he, when he pulls himself up to the surface, I thought, okay, it's you know, fantasy, so maybe, you know. And, and then and, they, have, and, they have June there, and she's a doctor, and I was like, oh, maybe June can save him. And right. no. Yeah, no. And instead, they, they pull the absolute ultimate awful moment by having her be the one who has to who has to off him at the end. Everything about it was just maddening. It's like, if this was a two-hour movie and they, they ended it that way, okay, fine, let's hear it for nihilism. Let's, that's great, that's good. But this is a continuing series in which it's important to keep around the, the interesting characters. And John Dory was one of the most interesting characters, one of the most compelling characters. So my question... And, so th- this was just stupid. My this, was, question this was shock for no reason. My question is, do you think the actor wanted to leave the show? And you know, I haven't heard anything about that. I if I either. ever hear, if I ever hear that, you know, yes, that was the reason he wanted out or whatever, you know, the, the like, you know, the reason that they had to get rid of Rick, um, then I guess they they were. Up but still, the but the way they too. did it, you still yeah, but the way they did it. Was did it still that's fine too. It's like that could have been a better way. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. like you know, feature him one less time, make him make him look really heroic, and then off him. But they didn't have to set it up. As you know, oh, he wants to die. He wants to die. Give him a reason to live, and then kill him. Um, that, and they that set was... up his suicidal thing like five episodes ago, so they were setting this up. Yeah. So anyway, I'm done. Yeah, honestly, would have. I, I gotta say though. Sorry, before we go on, I understand Libya's point about Grace and a lot of our characters that are held captive by Virginia. But I have to say, if it had ended with Morgan. Like basically looking at that girl and and saying just saying something like you know, so I don't know something like you know you don't get to play it this way and then you hear some gunshot or something and we'd be like holy god he killed her. What you're saying is true, but I will say I would have been like oh my god now what are they gonna do like that which it, which at least narratively would have been interesting because I like how are they gonna get out of this 
I don't care. Like, I'm like, all right, well, I guess he has to keep her alive. And so. Well, the thing is, now it looks like if I were Morgan, because before they were like, how are we going to trade for her and not trade, like, make it look like we're going to trade and not trade the sister? That was the con- that was the problem before. But I feel like now Morgan's like, screw it. We'll, we'll just trade her. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tie her up, gag her, and hand her over with a big bow. Exactly. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move on. I, I, I have no more energy, and I don't know if I'm going to keep watching. I really don't. I mean, yeah. I'll look at the trailer for next week and see if it looks... Because I, I, I still love Morgan, and I still love Grace. But this show, it's like it punishes you for liking characters. So yeah. anyway, let's and, move and they make dumb decisions for for the sake of just shock value, and yeah. and that just that annoyed me. That irritated yeah. me a lot. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and this week's episode had so many things, so many things that I loved, so many things that there were a couple of silly things. Anything dealing with Zemo was pretty silly, like him giving candy to children. I was like. Whatever, it just made him look creepy. I don't know what that's supposed to be. But I did like... The thing that's weird is we know Okoye pretty well from the movies. We've seen her second-in-command, Ao. I think that's her name. She's Captain Ao. Like, we've seen her, but I didn't even know her name until now. And we know that uh, Bucky had a really close relationship with Okoye... And so now they have to give us this flashback. They're like, oh, and he has a really close relationship with her as well. And I was like, does he? Okay, sure. But they need that. It, it really felt like they just couldn't get Denai Guerrero for this episode. <laughs> That's really what it felt like to me. And I was like, all right, she was busy. That's fine. Um, and I like the actress, to be honest. She's on this show, if you haven't seen it, Interrogation Germany. Because she's apparently oh. German. She, she, she knows, mm-hmm. at least she speaks German. And she's on that show, and she's actually really good. So I don't have a problem with the actress, but it seemed like they had to, like, fabricate a backstory to give them history, which we hadn't really seen. But it does, but once you accept that, and you're like, okay, fine. So then all the rest of it works, I think. Um, And so when she shows up and she, like, takes his arm off, I was like, oh, my God, like, that was so good. That was on his face, too. He looked so sad. Like, <laughs> and he's like a little kid who's just had his teddy bear taken away. It was yeah, just and, like and, and, pathetic. Go ahead. Go and ahead. the shot, like the cinematography of it just like left you there. You know what I mean? And he's, <laughs> you know, visually he's like armless, you know, with like a little t-shirt. Kind of and you're just like, what? There was a, like a lot of visual <laughs> impact shots, you know? Arm off. Yeah, that was all of face. it. Well, yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. is, the whole thing she wanted him to understand, because she didn't take it. She left it there for him. Yeah. Right. It was very much like, who you are now, you owe to us. Right. And she wanted him to really absorb that moment. And well, it was very disarming. <laughs> ah, nice one. Sorry, I had to stick a dad joke in there somewhere. I want to, I just want to, I want to keep going with the visual impact of it. You know, obviously we're not holding back spoilers. Um, And I want to say that I, you know, not super familiar with the comics. And in fact, once all the stuff happened, it sort of jogged my memory. And I was like, oh, right, that's right. There was like a different Captain America, blah, 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 blah. 
But clearly, I mean, and so, you know, I can't fault it for being, oh, that was predictable. Well, you know, they might be loosely or very strictly following the comic books, which is fine. But as a viewer who hasn't, isn't familiar with that, they still need to keep me, you know, they need to be able to, you know, keep me entertained and interested in stuff. So I do know that they, they do it a little differently, you know, in terms of, of his, you know, move to the dark side, his jump to are the dark th- side. Are we talking about the other faux Captain America? Yeah, I felt Captain America. Uh, the reason I bring it up, though, is the visual impact. So for me, even though I didn't, you know, I guess what was going to happen, especially, I, you know, I liked Battlestar is his name. What's his name? Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, that was yeah. his code name. That's correct. Yeah, his code name. So I don't think, uh, I kind of liked, I didn't expect him to die until once I started to watch the episode. I was like, oh, he's done. Um, because I, he, you know, he wasn't relegated to like a yes man or like a, you know, a super sidekick. He definitely jumped in. He definitely kind of tried to calm him down. They, they did seem more like partners, which I thought was nice. Again, I don't know if that's with the comic books. But as the episode started to get along, you know, and he started to get angrier and, and, and whatever, we all knew. I mean, again, I didn't watch the, com- read the comics, so I didn't know from the comics. Just even his casting with his beady little eyes that were too close together. I thought, this man would not make <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm sure he's a perfectly nice person. No, no, I'm not being, I'm not being looked this. I mean, like, they have Russell's that is, son, you know, so he's not, he's yeah, not they, super they, ugly. Yeah, no, no, again, I didn't say that. I think, but as soon as I saw him on the show, again, not remembering that he was going to go rogue or anything like that, I thought, yeah, there's a reason why they cast him to be a little bit less than, like, super noble looking, you know? So I knew all of this, but my point is, um, uh, you know, so I knew all of it, guessed it, I mean, not from the comics. Um, but for me, this episode was great in terms of visuals. You know, I thought the fighting was really good. And, um, you know, let, let's let's not skip over that fantastic, you know, fight with everybody in the in the hotel room where, you know, where he gets to escape. That was my only thing. I was like, I get that it's an all-out fight going on, but are you seriously going to tell me that no one's going to look every once in a while and be like, where's the bad dude? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's Yeah, Zemo sure. just like, I'll be in the bathroom while you guys are fighting yeah. and i was like you guys are all professionals you know what i mean They're all yeah this is your job you know fighting and this and that what no one's just gonna really quickly like take a tie and tie him to something and be like oh right you know anyway but the actual fighting was great you know oh, yeah. and the dora balaje you know, fight was fantastic yeah. That was fantastic, but all of it is what I'm saying. And then even the impact, again, not me knowing, but kind of guessing. I didn't know how he was going to do it. Uh, I think you you made mention of it. The, him standing over that dead body that he bludgeoned to death with the shield of Captain America, and there was a there was a parting shot. There was a lasting shot of the blood wasn't dripping, but it, you know his shield. It, was, it covered the bottom of the shield, right? Yeah, bottom, yeah. It, it was very specific. You know, it was kind of an upshot, and it was like me. You know, so for me, this episode. Episode. Uh, I haven't been on show. I haven't been talking about the show with you guys along. You know, I've been missing whatever you guys have been saying. But I definitely think people remember I was nonplussed about the show. Blah blah blah. It is what it is. You know. Um, but for me, I thought this was pretty much kind of sort of what I was expecting. You know, a lot of action, some hard, and certainly uh, more impact. But visually, I thought it was on top of everything else. I thought visually, it, it was definitely a payoff. Uh, so I, I was gonna I, I was gonna say one more thing. I have a prediction of who the power broker is. Oh, and because 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 it's so late in the game, we only have what two more episodes left. Yeah, right. So I don't think that's crazy. I don't know how they're gonna wrap this up in two episodes. Right. So I, 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 I don't think that they're going to introduce some mysterious 
shadow either either they're never they're not going to introduce the power broker we're not going to find out in this show it's going to be like a movie or the power broker is sharing Mm -hmm. oh i guessed that i totally guessed that i did Mm -hmm. because why else did she bring they bring her back and she's not like super noble and a lot of her stuff is super shadowy and it seems like she's helping well she used to she used to be super noble because she's 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 carter's niece so but she did say yeah she did say that because she's been out of the loop and she's had to make criminal connections and blah 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 and i was like how criminal connections and yeah. I remember when, when they when they find that scientist who's the one who's making all the serum, Zemo is just shooting him when Sharon comes into the room, and the look on her face was like she was pretty upset, but not upset like oh my I god said. you kill somebody. It's oh my god you kill the guy that I want. Right. I think so that's a nice catch. I missed that. I missed that, but I still think it's her because, yeah. you know, and for all the it's just, that you I, said, the yeah, way. I think it's, it's late in the game to be like, and here's the power broker, random dude. Yeah. And they've been leaving tiny little hints. And again, that's the most, that's the only interesting thing they could do, which is take someone that is so characteristically noble. And we, you know, we know them as this person and you, you know what I mean? That's the only interesting journey arc that would kind of give any weight well, and to and why I, we do it. Right. And I think I like the idea of someone with shield training and all that knowledge, turning that yeah. power to bad. And what would that look like? So anyway, that's my theory. Let's find out apparently, you know, if I'm right, because I just had this moment where I was watching a review and they were like, who could the power broker be? And I went, oh, it's Sharon. <laughs> it's just like it just popped into my head. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's any other thoughts before we move on? No, I just think this, you know, the, the episodes are getting better and better as they go along. Yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, when speaking to the, the death of, of Battlestar, I think that it was key that he actually dies and he doesn't die in the comic book. Um, but yes. he, I think it was important that he died here because he literally was the only thing holding fake Captain America back. Right. He was his yeah. conscience. Um, yeah. yep. and, and the one who would, who could talk him down and the one who could talk sense into him and, you know, who could say, well, maybe this isn't the greatest idea to do. We should maybe hold back. And now all of that is gone. And yep. so there's nothing but, but, you know, uh, a crazy man. But they also had every everyone film that. Like he's that's going to be trending. Him killing mm-hmm. this dude in broad daylight and bludgeoning him with the shield. That's not going to go over well. <laughs> Is this kind of a PR nightmare for those who made him Captain America? Because literally, there there had to have been like about four dozen people with cell phone cameras right. out, just you know, from every possible and angle. everybody with their mouth hanging open, like. What? I, yeah. I want to say this though. I don't know if this is from the comic books or what or whatever. I do not believe that Falcon would not have taken the serum. And Zemo was like, "Oh, you said that very quickly." I was like, "Yeah, he did." I was like, "I would believe it a little bit more if he was like, well, I thought about it.'" And blah 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 blah. I was like, "I don't know. I don't. I don't see him just being so quick to turn down the serum. I don't know how that." But plays I think. But, but I mean, but I think he took very seriously the whole Steve Rogers thing where. The serum accentuates every little bit are. of who you are. And that could mean that he's not... Part of the reason why he gave the shield up is because he doesn't have confidence in who he is. So right. it makes sense right. that he would turn it down. 
So no, me. you're thinking that he's he questions his own like morality yes. or noble yes. or whatever. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I thought he was being extra noble, be like, no, 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 you know. No, or, like, no, no. Only I... one scene, right? no, I get no. it. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. No. Uh, and I think what's hap- what's going to happen now with with fake Captain America is just going to emphasize his, right. his uh, yeah. lack of interest in taking that. Sure. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this up. I think we're saying thumbs up so far. I know there's only two yeah. left. Let's see how they wrap sure. this. See if they can stick the landing, as we say. All right. But Loki's coming up, and the trailers for that look amazing. Uh, Which one? What? Loki. Loki. Oh, I- I like Loki. I really hope they. I, I, I am really not hope a they, fan. They out of the no, actually, I, I gotta like say, I, oh my I, god, I the was, trailers are amazing. Yeah, I gotta say, I was with Libya on this. I'm, I'm tired of Loki as a character, but the new trailer, which really looks like they're leaning hard into like a Terry Gilliam kind of, you know, kind of funny, weird dystopian thing. Like, actually, that looked pretty cool. Like, again, mm, not, I'm not a huge Loki thing, but I would agree with Allison that, yeah, it's a, it's a good trailer. Like, and I, and I'm not yeah. going to pretend that I'm not going to watch it because it's Marvel, so I have no choice. <laughs> but as of right now, I'm not that excited. Oh, I am. I am very well, excited. Not, that is the one I've been wanna, excited for from the beginning. Yeah, I'm. I'll go on record and saying I'm not a super huge Loki fan, but that combination that I do like him plus the trailer, I am actually jazzed for it. You know what I mean? All right. No. All right, let's wrap that up. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can send them to tvcampfire.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on sci-fi.radio. We're not on iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye.